Good morning, family. Welcome to today's podcast. I live near a few mountains over here. We have Crystal Lake, 5,000 feet. And we have Mount Balding, 5,000 feet. And various small creeks and small little hills throughout the area. And the L.A. Basin. Welcome to today's podcast. I pray that this podcast finds you in good spirits and you're you're wholesome and you're well. Thank you for listening. I'm going to be brief and see if we get the message across what God uh, entails for us in this day. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the third step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee. Follow me, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and do the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I was in a meeting last night. Actually, I was recording the meeting uh, on this podcast, AA Speaker, the latest one. And the gentleman was saying that he memorized the serenity prayer all the way through and the 11-step prayer, the St. Francis prayer. uh, He memorized that too. And he says when his mind starts giving him trouble or his mind tells him to drink, that that's the answer. He said he quotes it out loud. We quote the serenity prayer out loud, you know, but we have to quote it about 50 times. So it's it's more uh, effective if I would learn the whole the whole serenity prayer, memorize it, and memorize the other one too. And then it would give me a more constructive foundation as when I call my higher power for help in situations. We usually call, I usually on our higher power, but the memorizing it keeps our minds crisp, keeps our minds forward thinking, keeps our, our hearts and minds in linear thinking, which is an opening to receive and ponder. Amen. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to read a, a story from us sent to us from San Marcos, Texas by Jim B. We're going to move it around a little bit. We're going to read a great line story. Uh, and then a couple of maybe the 24-hour and daily reflection. We're going to return it and see what it takes us. This story is, comes to us from the Grapevine, October 2020, and it's called Bright Spot in a Crisis, Our Personal Stories. It says, I came into AA and got sober in 2009. Back then, I had been on layoff from the work due to weak economy. I was attending as many as four AA meetings a day. Not long after, however, my former boss called me back to work. 
For the next 10 years, I went to meetings only as my work schedule allowed. It was a busy job, and I was often able to attend AA meetings on weekends. Then in March 2020, the code <coughs> virus, COVID, hit. And due to the stricken social distancing, suddenly a new way of attending AA appeared. When online video meetings began opening up everywhere, for the first month I attended meetings online during my lunch break, an option that hadn't previously been available to me. Then in April, my schedule changed so that I was on a three-day work week with lots of time on my hands for the four days off. As more and more online meetings opened up, I decided to make a goal for myself to hit at least one online meeting in every state in the United States. I added other meetings globally during the, this project, but my initial goal was just for the U.S. During that time, I found several meetings that I felt really comfortable with. I repeatedly attended those and I started to feel like family in those rooms. I got to know several people I would never have had the opportunity to meet had I remained in the Texas-centric mode. I have been in, in prior or to the COVID crisis. Excuse me, let me read that again, please. I would never have had the opportunity to meet had I remained in the Texas-centric mode and I had been in prior to the COVID crisis. One day in June, people in one of the virtual meetings I attended started talking about starting up face-to-face -face meetings again. It hit me hard that our online meetings might soon be discontinued. While I should have felt glad for the return to traditional meetings format, my response was to experience some sadness and regret. After all, I had gotten to know many of these members personally and felt a fellowship and kinship toward them all. I had a talk with my sponsor about this, and he suggested that I let these groups I consider close family know of my feelings, so I did. I was encouraged to hear that at least some of the members were considering continuing on with the virtual meeting even after the COVID situation improves. And all of them returned my sentiments about how important our fellowship had become. What happens next? Only my higher power knows, but I do know that for as long as these virtual meetings are available, I am going to continue attending them. I found something that my sobriety was missing, available meetings. In fact, I probably attended more AA meetings in the past two months than I had in the previous 10 years. And my program has improved dramatically as a result. I am happier now than I ever been in years. Jim B. from San Marcos, Texas. All right, Jim B., and that was my experience, too. I found out that that I, because I invite people to talk in my Zoom meetings, not actually my Zoom meetings, I attend about three of them. And uh, they're late. I, I'm an early riser. I'm up about 3 or 3.30 in the morning. I love the morning hours. You know, I'm up and, and running around at 5 in the morning and everybody's asleep. Normal people. The point I'm making is, I do a lot of meetings. <laughs> and the fact is, I saw, I had attended a meeting up in Northern California, and it was called Fully Clothed and in My Right Mind. And when COVID closed, they opened up online, and then online it went uh, state to state, and it's 
practically from continent to continent now. And since the rooms opened up, it's split. They changed their name from fully clothed and right mind to naked and, and alive or naked and not ashamed, some, something in that nature. And that, that group is still going on strong. Anything can happen. All things are possible. Great and awesome events. All right. Um, I always have been wanting to go to the Santa Monica, to the old Clancy and on Wednesdays, I believe. <clears throat> my, my schedule is so heavy. But after reading this article, I can really enjoy the, uh, the attitudes of some of the individual members that, that, that bring in the AA message forcefully and intelligently. We don't drink no matter what. We're in the club. We don't drink. We, uh, we pray no matter what. I thank God for any problem no matter what. You know, there's been death. There's been accidents. There's been trials and situations. There's been uh, all kinds of things, and we must thank God through them. And, and so I can stop exercising my little boy and exercising my adulthood. I heard a guy say, I didn't want to get in touch with uh, my little kid in me. I wanted to get in touch with my elderly, grown-up person. I wanted to get <laughs> get in touch with my older self, my mature self, my reality check, where we're at, where we're doing. <clears throat> Amen. Okay, I'm going to switch it over now and read... <clears throat> A book that hardly gets read. It's called Keeping It Simple. And it says, for July 9th, I believe we're in the 9th. First say to yourself what you would be and then do what you have to do. Epictus. First say to yourself what you would be. And then what you have to do. Isn't that interesting how simple it is to achieve goals? Like if I'm saying, I am fit and I'm running. Boy, do I have some things to do, right? And then I go out there and be fit and run. Or I can act like it for half an hour, can I? For an hour. I can act like it by putting my clothes on and be ready to take that action. That right there is probably about 80% of the, of the effort is to act like it and then say it, and then go do the 10%, and then the last 5% is a dogfight. Okay, getting back to the article, we often tell ourselves we want to be more peaceful, more in touch with our higher power. In other words, we want to become more spiritual. Acting as spiritual people is hard. Too often we choose the easy way. We make a nasty comment even if we know it will only make things worse. We say we have a program for living. Are we living our program? We'll find the answer in our behavior. Sober people act in sober ways. We attend meetings regularly. We study spiritual ideas. We work to bring joy to our lives and the lives of others. Just as we know a good friend by the way he or she behaves, we know a sober person by the way he or she behaves. Prayer for the day. God... Help me be a person whose words and actions match up. 
Today's action. Today I'll take an inventory of my actions to see if they are in concise with a sober person. Remember our motto, we don't drink no matter what. That's the club we're in. We don't complain no matter what. That's the club we're in. And we thank our higher power no matter what. That's the choice we make. Amen. All right. A couple of more readings. I'm going to like to read a little 24-hour book for today. And the Daily Reflections. And let you go. Today, AA Thought for the Day, 24-hour, July 9th. Disillusionment and spiritual confusion mark our age. Many of us have cast aside old ideas without acquiring new ones. Many men and women are creeping through life on their hands and knees merely because they refuse to rely on any power but themselves. Many of them feel that they are being brave and independent, but actually they are only courting disaster. Anxiety and the inferiority complex have become the greatest of all modern plagues. In the AA, we have the answer to these ills. Have I ceased to rely on myself only? Meditation for the day. Disillusionment and doubt spoil life. The doubting ones are the disillusioned ones. When you are in doubt, you are in the fence. You are not going anywhere. Doubt poisons all action. We say, well, I don't know, so we don't do anything. You shouldn't meet life with a yes. You should meet, excuse me. We should meet life with a yes. Okay, and an affirmative attitude. Yes, yes, yes. There is good in the world and we can follow that good. There is power available, folks, to help us to do the right things. Therefore, we will accept that power. There are miracles of change in people's lives. Therefore, we will accept those miracles as evidence of God's power. Amen. Prayer for the day. I pray that I will not be paralyzed by doubt. I pray that I may go along on the venture of faith. Amen. Interesting, interesting, interesting reading, right? Now that's a miracle. That's a message for some of us out there. Some of us are in the verge of miracles, and and we have just found the key. What's the key, Fernando? You ask. Hey, the key is is eighty percent acting as is. Eighty percent acting as if. Okay. Eighty percent you're acting like you you are intelligent. Eighty percent you're acting like you know what you're talking about. 80% you're acting like you are exercising and you're eating correctly. Forget those doubts. If the doubts persist in the emotions and the poor me, start writing them and say, hey, here's the 80% rule. R- write a memo to God says, God, I turn these things over to you. I give you my doubts, my lack of faith, my laziness, my stubbornness, uh, my hurtful mouth that I hurt people. All negativity goes down on the paper and you give it to God and you sign it. You're an 80% rule. Now, act like act like it. Another 10%, act like it. Talk like it. Think like it. And then go through the test. God's going to test us again. See if we, if, if he'll catch. 
at least we have uh, the awareness now. We have it written down in a document, signed, dated, and sealed towards God. And now we go into the testing mode. See if God will bring situations. And mostly, remember, God is trying to get all hurts out of us. They keep us from living life abundantly today. That's what an old problem is about. If someone keeps nagging you in that area, just start thanking God for that problem. And what is it that I'm missing, Lord? What is it that I'm missing, God? What is it? You keep talking to God. Why does this person keep bugging me? Why does this problem keep bugging me? And go in depth with you and God and go look around and find probably you got wedged in your heart resentment. You got wedged bitterness. You got wrong thinking. Um... stubbornness or you didn't give someone mercy usually my problem we didn't give them the benefit of the doubt but we can fix it just start going in with writing those things down that you think could be the uh the problem the glitch we're going after the glitch folks writing it down and then giving it to god okay let's move on our last reading for today is daily reflections I am an instrument, July 9th. I humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 12 steps and 12 traditions, page 70. What are shortcomings, folks? Those are glitches in our happiness, guys. Glitches in our learning and mechanism and ability to be helpful. Glitches. Most people don't move because they have glitches. They can't be of service because they'll get embarrassed if they try to take pancakes to the park and, and all the people watching you and calling you names and they're eating donuts. And But my reward is is when brand new <clears throat> beat up people in a recovery home come and they sit at the park and someone gives them coffee, pancakes and a little uh, water and a little laughter and we speak program and we speak God and we pray in and we pray out. That is a reward. Amen. You can tell I'm a little bitter of those, um, the, the mockers that are always mocking and not doing any work. Well, you know, I just through this reading today. Remember those mockers have glitches they can't get over with. Because I have people that don't have glitches and help me. Wonderful, loving, hardworking. It seems like it's a military, guys. People that help me, we're more like military. We just got a job to do and we do it. And we don't think about our emotions. We just, we are in service. So we're, we love it. So come and join us and practice getting a commitment and doing everything possible. What your mind tells you, what your parents or your siblings or whatever you just do and be of service. Okay, getting back to the reading. I am an instrument. The subject of humility is a difficult one. Humility is not thinking less of myself than I ought to. It's acknowledging that I do certain things well. It is accepting a compliment graciously. That's hard for me. God can only do for me what he can do through me. Humility is the result of knowing that God is in the is the doer, not me. In the light of this awareness, how can I take pride in my accomplishments? I am an instrument, and any work 
I seem to be doing is being done by God through me. I ask God on a daily basis to remove my shortcomings in order that I may more freely go about my AA business of love and service. Beautiful, beautiful reading. All right, folks, let's go ahead and pray out. Let me lower my mountain noise back here in the background through YouTube. Water and birds and bubbling springs, it's nothing but life towards me. I like to play it in the background because it's just, it's just nourishing, folks, nature. Let's pray with the Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Reading the book of Proverbs from the New King James Version, Proverbs 8. Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stands on the top of the high hills, besides the way where the path meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O man, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that one may desire cannot be compared with her. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your word of the book of Proverbs 8. Lord, forgive me for being foolish. Forgive me for not having the strength and the power to choose correctly. And now, you've given me the power to the 12-step program to surrender to saying, Uncle, I give in, I give up. Help me. And thank you for helping me with that power to receive wisdom and to arrest foolishness, to arrest stupid actions. Lord, that we may have a good future with you and your wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And continue reading on Proverbs 8. It says, For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips says, listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. 
They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Did you hear that? The fear of the Lord or the love of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles all of all the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring riches and righteousness my fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there was no depth, I was brought forth. When there was no fountain abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While at yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the premium dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight. Rejoice always before him, rejoicing, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore listen to me, my children. Be blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. And those who hate me love death. That was a reading of Proverbs chapter 8. Amen. And wisdom is the principal thing. Thank you so much for coming on today and listening to it. I usually read a few psalms uh, that kick it off with it. Let me go ahead and pick a couple of psalms in that category, like psalms that I, I, I really been reading for a lot of years. Like Psalm 8, it says, The glory of the Lord in creation. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. 
You who set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the adventure. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the fields, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the path of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Beautiful psalm. Now look at Psalm 16. It says, Preserve me, O God, for I in you put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, You are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. And to the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Their sorrow shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. You, O Lord, are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in shell in the dead. Nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. In Psalm 18, verses 1, 2, and 3, it says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Would you please repeat that with me? Say, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. Amen. That's a prayer, guys. That's a prayer that pulls us out of anything. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Amen. All right, we're going to jump over to the book of John in the New Testament, where Jesus says, Be of good cheer.
Keep your sights up. Look up. For I have defeated the, the enemy. I have defeated him from any power to harm you. The Lord has defeated him completely. We probably let him in, but now this is the way we get him out. We focus on Jesus. We focus on his word. And it, and it thrumps the, the negativity that the, getting our eyes off of the Lord, what it brings. In John 14, it says, These things I have spoken to you, on verse 25, while being present with you, these things. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. This is what he said to us. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world give do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. We focus on his word and on Jesus and the mercy and the goodness happens. One more scripture where it says, Be of good cheer, I have overcome this world. These things I have spoken to you, verse 16, that in me you may have peace in me. In the world you will have tribulations. See, if you keep your eyes on the world, we'll have tribulations. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we will have peace. Because he purchased the peace. Now he tells us, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Focus on Jesus, folks, by reading his word, just like we've done right now. We got excited. We got into his word. And boom, the beauty of the God's word that's in his word, his power, to do right, to praise Him and thank Him. Please listen to this over and over again till it goes into your spirit, into your mind and your soul, and instantly you become enthusiastic, renewed, and strengthened. In Jesus' mighty name, go. Go in peace. You have been blessed.